Welcome to the I Am Katie Joem show. What follows I Am creates our reality. It's a powerful statement to either build us up or build us down. The show is all about giving you the stories, the lessons, the blessings to build you up and create that beautiful life within us and around us. Hi, everybody, and welcome back. I am, again, my favorite word. I'm excited. We're here. We're live with my beautiful friend, my mystic, joyful creature, soul sister, Farah. We've been friends for the last seven years, and we're going to dive into something a little bit different today. Um, We're going to be talking about energy. Oh, I've talked about energy a lot, but I never fully understood it. So for about five years, I heard this a lot, energy, energy, energy. It was kind of slapped in my face a couple of times where I'm going, you know, you've got to improve on your energy. You've got to rise and be this energetic person. And I'm like, what is even energy about? As I started to dive into creating this energy force around me, I slowly learned that energy is not of the amount of things you can physically do or your endurance but your energy is your emotional being, it's your aura, it's your chakras. It's so much more deeper than just being able to physically go for a long period of time. So like, you know, endurance. So when I started to kind of look at energy more, we talk about higher and lower vibrations and energy comes from that, I feel like as well. And me and Farah talk a lot about all these different avenues. She's like my my little spiritual sister. I won't say little, but we're both little beings, aren't we? So <laughs> we talk of this a lot. So really about energy work, shadow work, crystals, meditation, alignment, all of these beautiful things. And as far as my one friend who I can really talk about this with, but let's rewind all of that, Farron. Go back to Oh my gosh, seven years ago. Can you believe that? Seven years we've been friends for. Tell everybody how we met. What was that like? Okay, so hi, I'm Farah. I'm now a mystic full time. I, oh, my heart explodes being able to say that. I'm a mystic. I'm a priestess of Gali and Bastet. I do energy transmission, I do alchemy, Reiki. Andromedan healing, Pleiadian healing. I work with the Galactic Federation as well. I've been anchoring the light and doing the grid work as well as everybody's individual shadow works, their ascension journeys, knowing who the star seeds are, doing their soul blueprints. I can pretty much look at someone and read their energy and know exactly what's going on. And spirit and my guides are so beautiful that they've helped me expand through this. So this is what I do now. But 2015, when me and Katie met, I was her fashion stylist. I was hired to dress this woman that I was told had this beautiful business, this new business. So in my head, I'm like, oh, she's got a new business. She might not have that much money. Like, let's just, you know, go on basics. And I ended up gifting you a dress. And I still remember going, just keep it, babe. It's fine. You never know. And your heart was so warmed by that. And I just thought I was doing something nice because I'm always giving clothes away as a fashion stylist. Once it's worn, it's on a picture. Someone else can have it. Someone else can have it. You know, I'm sustainable stylist as well. And it was just from then. Then you called me like two weeks after. And was like, I'd really like for you to personally style me. That was it. I just remember going to the Trafford Center with you, taking you shopping, ripping your wardrobe apart, throwing 
so many things out. And that was just our beautiful journey. And I would pack for you and put you in all your amazing outfits and, you know, create you this like, like collection of designer stuff and high street and just mixed it all together. It gives me so much confidence when people are like, oh, your outfit's beautiful. So I'm like, yes, yeah, she can dress herself now. <laughs> she looks fabulous. She's got such a personal style developed. So yeah, we, we started in fashion and then I've always been a mystic. It's just part of my life. I'm covered in crystals all the time. My home has crystals everywhere. I've always done readings. I was born psychic and I started channeling when I was five years old. And that was when my great grandmother had passed away. And we were in Pakistan at the time and the funeral was going on. But I was sat having tea with my grandma in the kitchen and she gave me a list of things for my grandma to do. So I went up to my grandma and said, there's money in that pot over there. There's jewelry behind that vase. There's some clothes in that corner. Don't forget about this. And she burst out into tears and started asking me how I knew these things. And I was like, me and grandma were having tea. And then all her sisters came together, the six of them, like all of my grandmothers together, looking at me like, tell us where she is. And I'm like, come. And they saw that I was sat with two bowls out. Both the bowls of tea had been drunk. The orange peels were there. And they knew I was sat having tea and oranges with my great grandma like I'd always done. So they fully believed me and fully confirmed it for me. But then we're Muslim and we're not allowed to do that. And you're not allowed to say that you've got these gifts. So up until 2019, this is all a secret. This is all just for me, personal, private, for my friends. You know, when we had the little chit chat and the conversation, it had come out. And then I remember being with you in Florida. And it was, again, another beautiful styling trip. I got to do your wardrobe again, but I took my crystals this time. I had my sage. And I remember sitting there and saying to you, this has to be it. This is my calling, and I have no idea how we're going to do this. But I came back from Florida, and Mystic Joy was born, and I had my first brand. And I've been Mystic Joying, doing the chakra work, you know, the energy alchemy, teaching people about, all of the things, you know, there's so many things, Reiki, meditation, mindfulness, the science behind it. For me, I'm an earth baby. I'm always grounding. Katie, you know, I'm always outside. And for me, it was nature makes me feel happy. I feel calmer when I'm outside, when I can feel the sunshine, the wind, the grass. I am happy. I just want to pick out something there that we, I think people need to learn about. We all know that star signs exist, right? I believe in myself that a your personality is developed somewhat from a star sign. I meet fellow Capricorns. I'm a Capricorn. I'm an earth sign, just like you, Farah. We all have different elements. There's, there's water, air, earth, and fire. And I learned about this a little bit more this last two years. And embodying my elements, I learned so much more about myself who I'm actually compatible with in terms of friendship, business and relationships. Let's dive into elements a little bit. Let, let's share some wisdom around that because you're very, very knowledgeable on this. So let, let's go there. Elemental astrology for me is it's the blueprint. You are born at a time and a place and the energy in the universe hits you. You cannot question that. Your birth chart is your birth chart. Whether you're born under the fire signs, Sagittarius, Aries, whether you're an earth sign, Virgo, Capricorn, like us, that's your sign, that's your element. You've got your moon sign, your rising, what we call the big three. So it's not, you're not just yourself, you are your emotional self. Every single planet in the cosmos is responsible for a part of you. Neptune, your philosophy, Mars, your drive, Venus, your love, 
Jupiter, your expansion, Saturn, your karma, and all of the planets of all these individual personalities. So you come onto this realm, you're on Earth, but you've got all of this specific energy that's come with you. I know that I go off, go off onto my tangents. My fire sign rising loves a little, ah, and I get really excited. For so many years, I hated that about myself. I wished I could just shut the fuck up and be like, patience, Farrah, that's not me. Reading my birth chart really helped me embody so many aspects of myself. Earth signs, yes, we're grounded, loyal, stable, a little bit stubborn. Water signs, a bit too emotional, a little bit dippy. You know that you're going to have a beautiful conversation. They're going to nurture you and look after you and feed you well. Air signs are so much fun. You know, the Geminis, the Libras, they're fun, they're flirty. You want to go out with them. Might not always be able to trust them because they've got so many voices going on in their head. Fire signs, the drive, the passion, the aggression, the loudness. I know that a lot of people can't deal with my energy because I can be loud and big. I'm not for water signs. Yet on the flip side, because I'm a Virgo, my axis is on Pisces. So my closest friends are actually Pisces because they teach me how to soften, because they teach me how to nurture myself, because they teach me how to just relax and go ghost and not feel the need to be all go, 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 go. Because I'm, again, like Katie, I have Capricorn placements too. I can be ambitious. Learning to rest was a big one for me. I'm autoimmune as well. So having to listen to and respect my body yeah, I definitely have had to learn that from other signs. My mum and my brother are Pisces. Makes sense that I'm in a house of Pisces that can help me feel not guilty about resting. My dad is a Gemini. I have this beautiful airy sign, crazy airy sign dad that helped me be free and rebellious and communicate my truth so effectively. I'm so lucky that I had those energies around me because now that I recognize that they were those energies, I look for Gemini placements. I look for Pisces placements. I look for the Capricorn. I look for the Sagittarius because I know I'm naturally going to gel with them more. Me and you have always got on because we're Capricorn stelliums. That boss babe, luxury life, the nice things, the working hard. Like we respect each other's hustle so much and constantly have like sent each other little podcasts. So babe, listen to this and look at this and had the amazing conversations of this is our next level up this is what we're going to be doing next and to have that yeah it's definitely on your, your on your elementals and your energy I wouldn't have that type of friendship with an air sign isn't it interesting how you can look back and go that relationship didn't work that friendship didn't work because they're of where their placements are, therefore where their sign is and where their energies align. And sometimes those clash so much. So I typically find I have great friendships with Aries, but I can't work, uh, I can work with them very, very well, but in a relationship, not so much. Those um, kind of signs at Gemini, Aries. Yeah, like I love an, like I love an Aquarius, but I'm not going to get into a relationship with one. Yeah, exactly. Cancer, Scorpio and Virgo are, for me, great with relationships. Fire signs, not so much. (laughs) So it's really interesting when we start to dive into our elements, we can figure out who's great to be a friend with, who's great to collaborate and work with, who we need, you know, in our circle when it comes to those two different aspects. But then also from a relationship point of view, you know, we can really identify some of the things that may be breaking down in a relationship because of your elements and where your energies align. So it's so interesting, isn't it? Yes. I mean, in Hindu tradition, in Vedic tradition, two people 
and not allowed to be married until their birth charts are done, until their synastry is done. So in, in my culture and in, in my faith, that's the starting point. Oh, we've got these kids that want to get married. Okay, let's do all of their birth charts and see who we can match up in terms of compatibility because certain signs are not for certain signs. You're never going to get a Virgo and a Pisces in the most beautiful, authentic relationship unless they've got other placements that match, their moon, their rising, their Venus, their Mars, for example. So yeah, we could, you know, there's all the generic posts out there that say these two star signs should never be together. I don't personally believe that because I'm like, mm, depends on the rest of the chart. So you have to do the full synastry. And once you've done the synastry, then you can say these two are going to be great. So in my culture, when you see like 30, 40 year long arranged marriages, you're like, well, you guys didn't meet really beforehand. Your birth charts were done and you've had this gorgeous, successful relationship and raised five amazing children and had this incredible life. And yet it was an old man in India that said, you two together. Do you know what? I want to put out an advert. Who wants to be a successful female who has all of these placements, right? Then I'll be successfully in love and all of this. <laughs> We all know that it's not exactly like that, but it definitely helps us pick a better partner, a better friend and a better work colleague. Or, you know, when you have your own business, you're looking to kind of attract a certain person in that role or whatever. It helps quite a lot to help you understand people better, understand yourself better and so much more. Now, you mentioned about chakras. We've got our star sign, we've got our elements, we've got our placements, and then the energy shifts to chakras which we talk a hell of a lot about, right? Our chakra energy. You've done quite a few Reiki sessions on me, which have been really wild. The one that stuck out the most for me once, I remember, and I, I didn't know where you was or what you was doing. And I was completely like in a little doze, just lying there. And I felt someone was like, pulling something out of my foot. It was bizarre. Like someone was actually pulling my leg. Now, I didn't know where you were or where you were stood around me, but you was pulling energy that did no longer serve me, literally pulling it out of me. And I felt it leave my foot. It was the wildest feeling ever. Now, guys listening, you will probably have not really believe anything what we're talking about, but it's going to open and expand your mind to what else is out there and how we can better ourselves from a emotional and energetic point of view, right, Farah? So let's dive into chakra energy. Teach us about this because it's a fantastic subject. It is my absolute favorite thing to teach and to have graduated with my Babaji and my priest over the years. I've been working with him since I was 14 on my chakras, on my own chakras, and now to have graduated, to, to be able to work on you and for you to say those things, if I felt you pull it out, I get so excited because I'm like, yes, you felt what I was doing. So I'm going to correct you a little bit. I'm, I'm not a Reiki healer. I don't use Japanese healing. I use Andromedan and Pleiadian healing. We use Reiki because everybody knows it as the energy healing term, but it's Andromedan, it's Pleiadian, it's Hindu. And this is why you feel the shift a little bit stronger with some of the energy I do compared to the Reiki. So you can compare our sessions from, say, five years ago to now, and you would have felt the difference. Because when it was Reiki, it was just a little bit of a gentle, hmm. now I can put you to sleep and pull something out. So that, for me, is such a beautiful energy to work with because we are a rainbow body of light. 
You know, you imagine the Pink Floyd poster, that cube that refracts and we're a rainbow inside. And your root chakra is red, your sacral chakra is orange, yellow for the solar plexus, green for the heart, blue for the throat, violet for your third eye, indigo for your crown, silver white for your soul star. I mean, we'll just stick to the seven or eight in the body because we have them outside of the body as well. That's a whole other podcast for us to do. But each energy center governs and functions for a certain part of the body. So your root chakra is your stability. It's your leg health. It's your grounding. It's your fear, your stability. You have your sacral chakra, which is sex, flow, creation. Also trauma and shame get stored in there. You have your solar plexus where your anxiety lives or your confidence lives. It's your power center. Then you have your heart chakra, which is green. And we all know that's the love outward, but also the love inward. Because your heart chakra is also pink. So you'll see that everybody actually uses the rose quartz because that's self-love. Rose quartz will not help you manifest a boyfriend. Rose quartz will help you love yourself enough to find a boyfriend that will love you accordingly. Throat chakra, your communication, your expression, the words you say to other people, the words you speak to yourself, the affirmations, all of that comes from here. Your third eye, your knowing, your intuition, your trusting of yourself it's here your crown chakra is at the top of your head and that is what I call the lotus flower it connects us to everything when the crown chakra is open and you've been in those beautiful states of meditation and you feel oneness and bliss that resides there now what we believe in 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 my culture is that every single physical ailment mental ailment that comes through can be connected back to a chakra can be connected back to a point of the body emotions once trapped in the body build up into a physical pain and a physical pain is the last point your body is screaming at you like this needs to go this is trapped in the body because it's already penetrated all of the fields so what I do when I lay the crystals on you is open up your fields drop you into a theta state so you're relaxed and pull out that actual negative emotion that's in your body that's holding you back because it's a block so past life pains and this is where the Akashic records can come in looking into past lives because I believe in reincarnation and we come here with a certain karma so we can be doing patterns here that sometimes need addressing, that can come through. This life, partners, parents, children, relationships, work, friends, all of that energy is stored in the body and each chakra will pick it up. So if you're really anxious and you know that your confidence is lacking, there's going to be stomach issues and maybe IBS, there may be autoimmune, there may be something I speak from experience. You know, I'm autoimmune with the solar plexus issues. I'm a Virgo. That's the one issue I've come down here with to battle. So I'm constantly battling it. So I see, you see how it works hand in hand. Once you know your star sign, Virgos rule the stomach. Manipura is the solar plexus. So it all kind of links in. So once you know your birth chart, you can start understanding the energy focus that you have for yourself and what may manifest in your life. So this is why I love working with the chakras because it's just a map. This is really interesting because I used to have a massive thyroid problem, which we all know is in the throat, right? I wasn't the best communicator through my life as childhood and even into my teens and early adulthood. It's only really the last five, seven, eight years that I've become a better communicator and better understanding my emotions and my feelings and my energy. So I've become a better communicator. But before then, all the problems were here in the throat chakra Talk to me about that. Like, what is going on there? And how does one identify that pain and heal it? So you remember when I lost my voice for two years because I wasn't allowed to style and I was meant to mystic and I wasn't speaking my truth and I was speaking about Chanel and Dior and not crystals and grounding. And they took my voice from me. 
And I remember it. And it was one of the most painful transitions because I could feel I'm chatting shit, to be blunt. I'm not speaking my truth. I'm talking on things that I shouldn't be doing. And once I got vulnerable with myself, and this is what we call shadow work, the sitting with yourself and looking at your demons, your darknesses, your repeating patterns, your toxic behaviors, the things that are holding you back, the self-sabotage, when you just hold your hands up and authentically and vulnerably look at yourself and be like, okay, I've been doing these things and I know I'm doing these things and I need to stop these things. So let's go. This is where the energy healing for me comes in, working with the crystals, the lapis lazuli. I still have the same piece of kyanite that I healed my throat with. And I'm so attached to her, so attached. I'm like, thank you so much. But just placing that on there, playing the sound frequencies. Now, I only have one guided meditation out there, but the Solfagia frequencies for me are lazy healing. They're doing the vibrational shifts in your auric field, kind of like giving you that little push of go say the nice thing, say the nice thing, do it, do it, do it. So then you can start really being vulnerable with self. When it's the throat chakra, it's what do I want to say? What do I want to communicate? How do I do it? And a lot of the times it's admitting and sitting back and saying, I'm scared and I'm in fear. How does one identify what problem is in what area of your body? How do you pick up on that? How do you feel that? And then how can you heal that? Okay, so the rainbow chakra map, if you've seen it, starts at the base and every chakra is located in a place, right? Red is the base of the spine. Orange is the, is the sexual organs. Yellow is the stomach. Green is the heart. Blue is the throat. Vishuddha, the third eye, um, is obviously in your head and the crown is at the top of your head. So when someone's saying, I've got migraines, that's there. So it's, I've got stomachache, that's your solar plexus. I've got period problems, well, that's in your sacral chakra because every chakra is governing of a part of your body. So you're saying you've got an ailment with this part of the body, well, it's associated with this chakra. Fingers and hands, that's the heart. You know, toes and legs and bone, that's your root chakra. Oh, you've got hemorrhoids? Mm, you bit you bit anal about spending money on yourself. Stop that and go treat yourself. You know, little things, little things like that. But it pops up. So honestly, the map is so easy. You can Google one and just have it in your phone and be like, I have this problem here. Oh my God, I've got pain in my back. I've got pain in my stomach. I've got a bit of heartburn. What's going on here? I've got pain in my throat. You'll know already that's that chakra. So then you'll be like, okay, I need the blue colors on. I need to find the, the healing frequencies for that. I need the blue crystals. And then everything is color coordinated. Mother Nature made everything so easy. The goddess is like spoon fed this for us. We are a rainbow inside. So we eat the rainbow and we feel like a rainbow. You know, it's quite easy. It's, it's really straightforward. And that's why I love it because we can teach it like this. And once you know, and it's been dropped into your auric field, you will start to look at your body differently. Every time you get a stomachache when you're around this some, somebody, you're like, you affect me, don't you? And you'll just put that little bit of a boundary up and be, be mindful with people. It's being mindful of our body, our environment, who is around us. What are all these messages that are coming to us and the things that we have to download at the time? And, and, it, and it is hard to do because we're all in such a busy world. There's so much going on. But this is where we go into meditation. Let's talk about that. How does that help us slow down and connect with ourselves so we can be more aware? Tell us about that, Farah. I adore meditation and it's something I've done since I was really, really little. I would always want to be left alone in the, in the garden with my flowers. That's it. And my dad jokes that had he have let my five-year-old self play with my tarot cards and give readings as a child, he's like, could have turned you into a child star doing some of this stuff because he did it then. And knowing that I've always had this practice of 
inwards, talk to myself, calm down, breathe, think, let yourself think, write. You know, I used to paint a lot when I was a child and just get the colours out there, proper like Andy Warhol crazy style, like get some prints and colouring over them just to be creative. And I look back at that and even now I I have an adult colouring book. Being able to sit with self and just have that reflection time, no phone, no TV, no media, nobody else, just me and spirit, is such an intimate, personal time. And for your self-development, when you're trying to develop yourself, you're meant to speak to yourself. (laughs) Because what you'll realize is that the monkey mind is chattering away and you have the conversation, but this, but this, but this, but this. But actually, that's not even you. Once you've quietened down that conversation, the presence, your actual higher self steps up. And that, what Eckhart Tolle calls the cultivation of presence, is what you want all of the time, to be present, aware, so that nothing can come and throw your your beautifully regulated nervous system out of whack, so that you're just focused. Okay, no need to flap, no need to flap. Just breathe it out. Okay, this can do, this can do, this can do. Being able to realign a new new plan of action within a few minutes because you've cultivated presence. And one of the ways that I really suggest you go out and try this is make a cup of tea. Sit with your cup of tea for a few minutes. Know that you are thinking and be aware that you are thinking and know that you've got all this chatter going on. And then really simply ask yourself, I wonder what my next thought will be. And there's a moment of stillness when you realize that there's nothing going on and that is your presence and that space is what meditation helps you cultivate so the bigger you make that space the more your higher self can drop in and give you that beautiful divine guidance and alignment and you know you can start speaking to the angels and to the star seas and the pleiadians and the galactic federation they'll come through even more because you've already sat with self and you've been still for long enough I really like to do my breath work and then try and get still any way you want to do it. Yoga and then some meditation like you do, babe, you know, moving and then mindfulness. It all ties in because it is, it's a self-care ritual. And for me, it's an ancient Hindu practice that my grandmothers kept alive from having to leave their Hindu ancestors, become Muslim. And now, you know, I've kind of flipped the family back on their head but they kept the yoga and mindfulness practice despite being in the Muslim community. And it's something that makes me so proud because I am such a big advocate of the yoga. I think it's incredible. It just all links in so that we just feel happier, healthier and more whole and more connected to self. Because I think a lot of people forget this spiritual journey is about self. It starts with self. Yoga does do a lot for the body in terms of energy, emotional regulation, sitting with yourself, sitting in those uncomfortable poses that sometimes you feel like you should not be able to bend that way ever. But it's such a beautiful, mindful practice that I think everybody should be doing. Everybody should make it as part of their ritual to embody yoga and just spend 10, 15, 20 minutes just you and the mat, nothing else, connecting with yourself and and really feeling in your body where you again it's it's just all linked isn't it if you feel like you're tight in one certain area of your body well where is that place where is that place right now where is that chakra what do I need to do to help release that and heal that and connect to it you know why do I feel that way so it's it's so important and so it's so freeing as well when you can embody all of these different elements of I want to kind of put an umbrella around our conversation today and call it mystic because it all ties into so many different aspects of, we'll just call it 
Reiki because everyone will understand that, but Reiki and then the energy work and then the chakra work. And then let's talk about the probably one of the more crunchier things that we need to talk about is shadow work. Oh, we hear about this a lot, don't we? We hear a lot about shadow work. It's all over the internet, it's all over different podcasts, it's all over YouTube and all of these different things. But let me rewind a little bit because people ask me, Katie, how are you so happy? You've been from A to B, that journey from A to B teaches about that journey from being in not a great relationship or marriage, doing the work in between that point and this point. What have you done? And one of the things I've, I've taught them about is shadow work. Now, it's very, very hard to, for me anyway, I find it hard to explain what shadow work is, how you go through the process of it and what you actually do. So maybe from a different person's perspective, who's mystically connected like you are, what is shadow work and how do we heal the shadow work? We love the word shadow work. I love shadow work. I'm a shadow work expert and everybody knows if you've worked with me, I've made you cry. And only the brave work with me because only the brave are ready to have the breakdown and cry. And being at that vulnerable point of surrender, release, that's when you know you're in shadow work. Shadow work is just the process of looking at your darknesses, your blocks, and anything that's holding you back from your perfectly aligned, beautiful life and your dream that you have in your head. Demon, darkness, shadows, call them whatever you want. When we're in that space of trying to raise our frequency and we know that we've been stuck in a certain place, so for example, heart chakra, we've been stuck in a heart chakra space, not feeling like we're getting the love that we want from people, feeling a little bit of resentment, what we can end up actually doing in that state is holding bitterness towards other people and then your heart gets angry and heavy and you might have some breathing problems. Once you start actually realizing, I don't even tell these people I love them, what am I doing? Why are they treating me like this? Instead of pointing the blame at other people. Shadow work is about looking at self. What am I doing? Because ultimately, I am the co-creator of this situation and this reality and anything that's happening to me in the 3D realm is to teach me and to show me where I need to grow and where I need to go forward on. So if this situation is happening to me, it's happening for me. And that switch in mentality is something shadow work. And just like you were saying, babe, you've been through this, 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 and you're still happy. You wake up in the morning and you can still do this. I'm like, yes, because once shit hits the fan, I'm like, how am I going to fucking expand with this? I'm going to cry. I'm going to be in my sadness. The whole point of this human life is to have the ebbs and the flows, sitting with the shadows and just having a good cry and being like, I fucked up. I need to sort myself out. I've done this. I need to stop. Or this person has made me feel like this. Why? Again, it comes back to self. You can't blame other people with shadow work. And I think this is why it ends up being so scary for people because there's nobody else to blame but themselves. And so until you're in a position to be like, you co-created this. I mean, you signed your soul contract and asked for every single one of these things to happen. Now you're crying about it. Let me just remember and show you who you are, Starseed. And this is where my guidance has ended up coming in because I love the shadow work. I love looking at people's blocks and taking them away. Move, 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 move. We're going to quantumly shift you and accelerate you into alignment. Okay, so I'm going to throw in a question there because somebody listening to this would be like, hang on a minute, so I deserve to have experienced cancer. What would you say to that person? No, I would never say you deserve to experience cancer. But cancer in itself is a load of bad cells in your body gone rogue. What have you been doing to your body that you created them? And know that you can reverse it. So you just need to complete. I have an autoimmune disease. 
I don't blame anybody for that. I don't blame my parents traumatizing me or conditioning me for that. My body held on to that and it's my responsibility to heal it. it. Happens for me. Bad things happen in this world. Darkness and demons exist. The shadow realm and hell is very real. We're at a war, you know, in the cosmos. Mama Gaia is this beautiful place where we're all here trying to see the light and do these beautiful things to help raise the vibration because hell exists here. So you can't ask me, oh, why do bad things happen? Because we live in the human reality of duality. Without the bad, we can't have the good. Did I deserve to be sexually abused by my best friend? No, I didn't. Had I have used more discernment and known that he wasn't my best friend, I wouldn't have got myself into that position. Who do I blame? Myself. Who, who have I forgiven? Myself. Who's going to carry me through this? Myself. So in that way, bad things happen. They do. But it's just part of human life, isn't it? I don't think I've ever really heard anybody who's not this big international speaker or guru or or somebody who is on this earth who's an average joe and i'm saying average joe because that's how people will relate to it you're far from average like that's why we're besties how you just described that is is where people will understand it because it's come from a normal being so you have so many other different gifts right whenever i'm with farah I tend to, and we all know proximity is power, like we are who we spend our time with and etc. When I'm with Farah, I feel more aligned and connected because of the type of conversations that we have, right? There's been many a times where she's done some Reiki on me, like I've mentioned, we shop for crystals, we have very deep connecting conversations. I've even asked her to do readings for me and Farah is incredible. You know, she knows me inside and out. We've been on this soul journey together on this planet for seven years. So she knows my my shit and she knows my my good stuff and she knows my bad stuff and she knows everything else in between. I have five people in my life that really know what goes on in my life and Farah is one of them. And some of the readings that she's done for me in the past have just like brought me to tears, give me clarity, give me joy, give me peace really brought questions to the forefront. So you have so many amazing gifts to give to the world. And I'm whenever I spend time with you, I, I'm so excited and I'm so blessed at the same time too, that I'm in complete privilege of having you as, as my friend. But every time we do a reading, you step out of that role. And there's only a two other people I've had readings with and I'm like, you know, all right, you're good, you're good, but you're not Farah. Farah steps herself out of that situation and drops in and you see these eyes change, like something comes over her and I'm like, hello, is that my friend there? No, that's not my friend there right now. And she drops into this mystic, I call a mystic joy and gives me a reading and she can take everything that she knows about me off the table and give it to me exactly how it is. So I'm thinking we've got a little bit of time here. Shall we do like a live reading and show people how this works and what comes up? This is a very vulnerable moment, guys, because stuff could come up and I'm like, oh, this is going to be interesting. Shall we do it? Yeah, let's do it. I love that. You are literally one of the few people that has seen my higher self drop in and out of my body and like the shift in my eye that happens. You've seen that and I feel it. And I don't know if people can see it or not, but you've literally looked me in the eye and been like, you dropped in and out. I'm like, yes, I did. Yes, I did. And you saw it. I was like, oh, snap. I didn't even read. We were on the tube. 
we were on the tube in London and we were talking about something and you went all glassy eyed and I went, all right, what did you just see there? Because you just went into this other mystic realm I think you just went into and I don't quite understand it, but you, there's something just happened there. Like, And you downloaded and you told me what happened. It was the freakiest thing ever, but it's real. It's like, it's actually real. So let's let's do this reading. I'm pretty excited right now. I'm scared, nervous and excited all, of, all at the same time too, so... I'm excited. I'm so excited to do this live, live reading. (sighs) Let's just pull something out so that we can have something beautiful from the collective. Okay. Lost lands, soul memory. You've done this before. Soul memories and gifts. It's never a coincidence that me and you together make magic. Baby, we have so many lives together so many lives do you remember when we were married and we just used to play and literally brush our hair and look pretty and be all venusian didn't really have to work hard because we were princesses and that's the life that we've definitely decided to come down here with because we do we love the beautiful things we love being in this gorgeous space you just need to remember that everything that we're doing and everything we've been co-creating the past few years you've done this all before it's so easy because we are divinely guided and protected the star ancestors coming through, hidden wisdom, lost wisdom. This is a beautiful card that says, look a little deeper. We have Orion's belt over the pyramids, and we all know that the pyramids are what about the afterlife as well, other lives. So when we're starting to look into ourselves, it is time for you to maybe go into meditation and be like, this is level up season. We've got six planets in retrograde. Things are going the way you're expanding, the way you're communicating, the way your spirituality is happening. Things are going, cut them off because they're not serving you anymore and start looking that little bit deeper because at the end of the day, take perspective, none of the bullshit that you're focusing on right now matters. The only thing that matters right now is you and your daughter and the happiness because you are forging a whole brand new path. You are a leader and you have always been a leader. You're not going to have somebody else to follow. You're not going to have it easy. It's not going to look all perfectly aligned because you are having to stomp through and break the fucking way and smash glass ceilings to be the woman that you want to be. But ultimately, ultimately, you are on your double mission, Katie, and you are serving The collective by being your most authentic self. You have never hid away from bullshit. You are always the first to be like, this is what's going on. This is how I'm going to deal with it. Completely head on. That Capricorn is half goat, half mermaid, you know? So you're like, woo, flying with this boss bitch energy. Serve the world by being yourself. And that is exactly what you do, queen. I don't want you to ever change because you're not alone. You are never alone, ever. You're divinely guided and protected. You've got me, you've got your family, you've got your angels and all of the ancestors around you. You know, grandma never leaves your side. You know that you've always got flowers around you. You know, the peonies are there. And now you're just learning to be human again. So again, the grounding, earthed, on the earth, but not of it. So you know that you're not human. And that's when, you know, me and the starseed collective, like, hmm, which planet are you from then? What star system did you come from then? Are you Andromedan? You're Pleiadian? You're Syrian? You're Arcturian? You're a little bit of all of them because you're an extra, like, old soul. You have done a little bit of time in all of them. We've been Pleiadian together, which means the music, the songs, the girliness, the seven sisters energy of playful, flirtatious sexiness. That's just what we naturally come with because that's who we've always been. You can't fake having a certain style or a taste. And me and you both know we walk into Selfridges and we'll pick up the most expensive thing in the room. Like we can't even help it. It's just like, oh yeah, it's a nice one. 
which one do you like? The most expensive one. And that's not even on purpose. That's by accident because we naturally, our vibrations go towards luxury, quality, care, the time, the effort. So I'm like, I will pay all of this money for all of this time and effort that you put into this beautiful handbag. Thank you. So we're going to indulge in all of them because we can. You're on such a beautiful, beautiful journey. This is barely, barely the start. Your card came up. I'm going to cry. The courageous peony came up. You know I'm going to cry now. Multifaceted, unique nature. Let yourself be seen. And now through this entire transformation, you are so vulnerable. And I am so proud of the journey you have gone on. Woman, I have cleaned your closet after two divorces. You are strong as fucking anybody. Anybody I have ever met. Never, ever doubt a single thing that you're doing because you don't need to. It's all predestined and pre preset and your soul gets so excited when the new people start coming in and the shifts are happening and you're like yep 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 you know life is happening for you because you've been doing so much work and I'm always so blessed and guided to help you with this and to help the new earth come into fruition because we are we're co-creating a new earth a space where your daughter's going to get to grow up knowing that Auntie Farah knew she was coming you know in, in Harrods and it was normal for us to be on a personal shopping trip and we look at you and be like yeah, we're not buying any of those clothes anymore because they don't fit you. You're not going to wear them in six months? Yeah, Katie, I see the belly, you're pregnant. And you're like, no, I'm not. A week later, yes, you were. They confirmed it before. And I'm like, so we saved about £5,000 not buying all those clothes and we bought you the yellow Chanel bag. And I will forever look at that yellow Chanel bag and remind myself of that moment when my spirit and my psychic dropped in and I was with you and I was in fashion and my entire life just shifted. You've always held me through all of the shifts and we're always going to be holding each other through the shifts because that's what we were here to do, right? It is crazy what's just come up in those cards because I feel like I'm being really still right now and really focusing on myself, on Lake, on the transitions that we're both going through. And I feel like there's been a lot of shifts these last six weeks for me personally in making some decisions on how do I want the next 10 years to look like? What do I want the next five years to look like? What do I want the rest of this year to look like? What do I want 2023 to look like? And I'm really in that spot right now where I'm thinking, what do I want right now? And all of those things coming up just keeps aligning to everything that I am currently sitting with right now. And it's freaking me out, freaking me out. I'm like, I, I got asked a question yesterday on my stories of going, are you single? Are you dating? Are you in a relationship? And I was like, I'm just holding that space right now. And I've said over the last like six weeks, what is meant for me will come to me you know, it's conversations that we've had as well. It's like, I'm in no rush to find that person that aligns with me, that our values match. Of course, you know, I keep an eye on those elements and placements as well, making sure that we're compatible in that way. Let's pull up a card and and see. Usually when I want to know something, I ask Farrah a question, what's going to happen in the love life? (laughs) We'll just ask this live freaking out. Don't know how I feel about this. Live, come on, spirit. Ask it live. Come on. And you're asking him, thinking Mercury retrograde, just to clear up some bullshit. Okay. (laughs) You're not for everyone. Embrace your weirdness. Embrace your quirks. Embrace your weirdness. But it's that we've had conversations on, you know, levels, friendships, and this 
compatibility with men. You're not for everyone. You're going to intimidate people. Remember, we've had this conversation. You're a boss bitch in your own energy, hyper aware of everything that you do. For a lot of men and a lot of weak men out there, they're not going to be able to handle you and they will fumble the bag. Do not date your fans. Do not date your fans. Don't date guys that are like earning half the amount as you and absolutely adore you and worship the ground you walk on because they still can't hold space for you. They're your fans. We've all been there. We've all done the mistake of dating a fan. We don't. Fans don't help us grow. At the same time, sharing, putting yourself out there, being vulnerable and available and being like, yeah, actually, I I could be flirty and I could just go on some dates. I don't know if you're like downloading the dating apps right now or if you're starting to have those little conversations with people and go on those little dates and just have fun. You know, because when the whale orcas and the elders are coming out, they're like, share your song, frequency of sound, diving deep. What are you looking for? You're already doing the deep work now. So have fun with it. You know, you're already a mom. You've already got stuff going on. Not everything has to always be serious. Have fun and play because whales and being in the sea is playful and you enjoy it, Baba. And then this is spirit telling you to calm the fuck down and um, stop trying to micromanage the universe. My will to my will, to thy will, breath of the cosmos. Take a deep breath. Ah, let it all the fuck go. He will come in when he's meant to come in. This isn't even meant to be a space of focus for you right now. Don't even need to think about it. If anything, other people are more interested in your love life and what's going on than anybody else's. And then trust the timing. First and foremost, trust the timing. We are in retrograde season. Nothing that comes in, in on this season sticks anyways. So that's why I'm saying have the fun. It can be throwawayable. It's nothing too serious. Once everything starts going a little bit more direct after your birthday, and you know, once we're out of retrograde season and things are starting to, you know, look a bit lighter in the cosmos and certain pennies have dropped and certain things have happened, yes, then it will just, the tick box will come in and he'll drop in and you'll be like, oh, you are meant to come in now. Not then, not then, now. And it'll all make perfect sense for you before we get into astrological new year. Because I feel you starting astrological new year with someone. Ooh, interesting. Well, that was very insightful and kind of talking about things I already know. And sometimes it's just reconfirmation. When you have a reading, it's reconfirmation. It could be things that drop in and it's like, oh, actually, that makes sense. This is actually going on right now. And you've just given me a lot of clarity around that. So that's really awesome. So, I mean, that was incredible. More insightful as always. Now, how does one get around Farah for a reading, some chakra work, some shadow work, energy work? How does one connect with you? Oh, I am Farah Pop XO across all of the socials. So just find me. I'm in the middle of recreating my brand. So Mystic Joy, as Katie's been calling me for the past three years, is actually closed. I've been closed for summer for reinvention and upgrades because I'm my brand became so small. So the Mystic Sanctuary is coming and I'm, I'm working on some beautiful brand new offerings, but you can still get in touch with Farah directly and book in, come see you one-to-one in person, or we can do everything over the phone and online like this. I'm based in Manchester. I've got two premises there. I mess around in London once a month. So I go see my girls down there and make sure everybody gets seen to I'm around. You can find me out wherever. I've traveled to Ibiza. Katie's had me in Florida. So I'm, I'm flexible. We'll link you up, darling. Don't worry. We'll get everybody known to connect with you where you can have a reading, you can have some coaching, you can have some energy work to just help you tap into yourself more, connect with yourself, even be more mindful, heal and grow even more as a person. So 
I hope you guys have enjoyed today. I mean, this is something new and different and, you know, kind of probably will throw a lot of people off. And, you know, it's not really a topic that I feel like it's hugely talked about. And we could go on for hours about all of these different, you know, different topics that we've been speaking about today. But today has been really fun. I'm really excited. And who knows what the future may hold, but we hold it in the palm of our hands to whichever direction that we want to come in. We've got to keep trusting ourselves, being guided by the energy that's around us and enjoying life's beautiful gifts. So thank you so much, Farah, for being with me today. I appreciate you. I love you, my little spiritual sister. You're amazing. Keep doing all your beautiful work. Thank you for having me, Queen. And I will speak to you soon. Until then, guys, have a beautiful, blessed rest of your day. Peace. Peace.